We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Um, morning, everyone. Um, so I just wanted to share a few thoughts on what it means to glorify God, which is one of the um, themes that we've been exploring over the last little while. Um, really, it's an encouragement to, for us to be all that God has called us to be. So I'm hoping that by the end that you will you'll feel encouraged to really think about how you personally can glorify him. Um, if you want a title, I've called it Glorifying God by Being Myself. And I'm just going to set my timer, actually, so I don't go over my time. So anyway, three things have got me thinking. One of them is Lucy Brewer. Another one is something that I read in a newspaper. And the third is a poem. So for those of you who don't know, um, Lucy Brewer is a member of our church. And um, during our Hope for Christmas campaign, she felt God nudge her that even though she didn't feel very confident about it, she could actually take part in our campaign, which was to go and give candles out to neighbours. But being Lucy, she thought, right, I'm going to give a candle, but what else can I do? I know I could bake a cake. And for those of you who know her, that is something that Lucy does. She makes cake. She's a very good cake maker. She's very hospitable. So she, she did what Lucy does, gave candles, gave cakes, chatted to her neighbours and was able to bring something of the message of hope to them. So that was Lucy, by doing what she does, she, she was bringing glory to God. So that was the first thing. The second thing was something that I read. So unusually, I read the religious column in the newspaper that we get at the weekend. I don't normally read it because it's not very good, but for some reason it caught my eye on this particular day. And the guy there was talking about how God, we, we see God through seeing his creation. And he wrote, God overflows with goodness. The things created reflect God's goodness like a mirror. If we know that God exists by pondering the world, it's because it is full of his overflowing glory. By being themselves, things do give glory to God. And it was that thing about being themselves. By being themselves, things give glory to God. So it kind of got me thinking a bit more. And then um, I read a poem, which actually the guy in this column had referred to. Um, it's a poem by a Victorian poet who I studied for A-level at, at university, and I really like his stuff. It's, it's a bit complicated. I don't understand half of it, but um, he, he, was a, he was a priest who's also a poet. Um, Gerard Manley Hopkins is his name. And one of the poems that he wrote and that this guy in the newspaper referred to is called As Kingfishers Catch Fire, dragonflies draw flame and really the poem goes on to talk about just by being what they've created to be birds and insects and mountains and whatever give glory to God so we have if Darren can just put up the picture of the kingfisher for me 
Okay, so the line was as kingfishers catch fire, dragonflies draw flame. So it doesn't take too much of an imagination to look at that bird and see how you could think about how it dives into the water to catch the fish. It looks like it's catching fire. And then if you put the dragonfly one up, Darren, please. Uh, there's a small picture of a, a dragonfly. And again, that kind of the colour of it. So, yeah. So thank you, Darren, for that. So basically it's saying that when I look at the things that God's created, I see his handiwork and I can respond with awe and I can give him glory. So I see the creator behind the creation. So in the poem, um, it goes on to talk about how we can also give glory to God. So, so we're God's creations and actually we're the pinnacle of his creation. We're the, the thing that he most delights in. Um, he, we're kind of like the best example of his creation but the difference between us and the kingfisher and the dragonfly is that we've been given a choice as to whether or not or how fully we glorify God um, and Eugene Peterson who wrote he wrote the message translation of the bible he also comments on this poem and he says what kingfishers do without effort requires development on our part a formation into who we really are. And in, in the poem, the poet goes on to talk about how a man who is just, has a strong sense of justice, he doesn't actually glorify God until he starts to act on that. So when he does justice, when he does things to um, make things better for people, that's when he glorifies God. So it's no good if he just keeps his sense of justice inside. And I just feel like God is saying to us, um, that for many of us, there are things inside us that are still to be fully drawn out. Maybe things we've not thought about, maybe things that we used to use to glorify him and we've kind of just kind of left them on the shelf a bit. And I think he's talking to us about how it's time to bring those things out, to dust them off and start to use them to glorify him. Because God is relying on us to be his voice, to be his hands and to be his feet. So I can choose whether or not I use my skills, my gifts, aspects of my personality to glorify God. Those things that God has put in me, I can choose to use them to glorify him or not. Or I can choose to use, them, to use some of them to glorify him and not the others. So it's about, it's not just about whether or not I glorify him, but it's about how much I glorify him. I think it's really important to add at this point that, you know, whether or not we choose to use those things, it doesn't affect how much God loves us because he loves us unconditionally, whether and no matter what we do. But I do think there's a, there's an encouragement for us to be, to be really being all that we can be in order to glorify him. So I just have a few examples. Um, Darren, if you can put the next, the um, next photo of the Chariots of Fire one, please. So this is something that Jamie has shared with us before. So Eric Liddell, um, the runner and the subject of the film Chariots of Fire, he said, God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. I love that. I love the fact that he knows that that skill, that gift is something that God's given him. And he knows that when he runs, it gives God pleasure. 
And so when we use our gifts and our talents, it gives him pleasure. Thanks, Darren. <clears throat> and then I just have a few examples from amongst us. So I could have chosen so many people, but these were just people who came to mind that, you know, we, we know that through being what God has called them to be, they are bringing glory to him. So I thought about Heidi, how she's, she's good with money and she uses her skill to help people with budgeting. And she also, um, she developed Peace Together because she has a love of, of craft and an ability in that. And that, um, sh that in partnership with the journey that God took her through has enabled her to develop Peace Together as a way of bringing glory to God. Phil Paisley has an ability to empower others to do what they're good at. And he uses this gift in his work as a project manager and also in the church setting. So he was the project manager for us for the Hope This Christmas campaign. Jamie, we know, has a gift of really blue sky out there thinking. And we really benefit that from that as a church. And if we tried to box him into um, some kind of conventional way of expressing those thoughts, it wouldn't be, it, that wouldn't be him. He needs to be what God has called him to be in order to bring glory to God. Ellie loves to cook and she's always thinking of ways that she can use that skill to bless others. So she's doing that at the hub, but it's not just about serving at the hub. She's wanting to bless individual people and it gives her pleasure. And I think it gives God pleasure when she cooks. Rachel Wright has an ability to connect people together and to come alongside to disciple and develop them. These are all people who are using their gifts to bring glory to God. And I could go on, I could spend the rest of this talk just talking about all the people in, in our community who are using their gifts in order to glorify him. But instead I wanna ask you a question, what about you? So maybe you're a good listener, maybe you're creative, maybe you're organized. And um, I, my husband is a very organized person who, um, if he didn't use those skills, again, wouldn't be bringing glory to God. Maybe you're good with children, maybe you have a logical mind. Whatever it is, God has given us these abilities or aspects of our personality and he wants us to use them for his glory. So I just want you to just take a moment and just ask him, God, is there something that you've put in me that actually I could dust that thing off and bring it out again because you want me to use it to bring you glory? So just, just a moment, just to have a think while I adjust my notes. Okay, so sometimes we hold back. There's different reasons why we might hold back. Maybe you are someone who's never invited Jesus to be Lord of your life. And so you think, well, why would I? Why would I use things that are within me to do anything other than just make my life better? Or maybe once you were living to glorify God, but you've kind of slipped into just living for yourself. Well. He's giving you an opportunity today to turn your life around, to put him first and start to live for him. 
And if this is you, then I'd really like to encourage you to come back at the end of the meeting and ask someone to pray with you. There's an opportunity to do that. And you just click on the link, um, the same link that you got into the meeting. And there'll be somebody there who can pray with you. So particularly for those people who've never invited Jesus to be Lord of their life. And for those people who really want to put him back on his throne in their life. Maybe you've got a bit dry and I think that's very understandable with this pandemic you know it's not easy it feels like here we go again and with the weather not being so good it is much more difficult but we can ask God for his refreshing he wants to refresh us it's his power that can do that so I'd really encourage you if you're feeling dry and you're just thinking oh this just feels just feels too much I can't be thinking about glorifying God it's hard enough just to get through one day from one day to the next well here's an opportunity to ask God to come to refresh you and to just kind of prompt you again to think about well how can I really glorify him Lord show me again what you've put in me that I can use to glorify you and it's his, his power that enables to do that none of us can do any of this by ourselves we need the power of the holy spirit to do that another reason why you might be holding back is just wanting to stay in your comfort zone and that's very familiar i'm sure to all of us you know you know you've got something to bring but it's going to need you to step out and you'd rather stay where you feel safe well there was a word that came to us some years ago from ezekiel 47 verse 5 it talked about the water was too deep the water in which one must swim a river that could not be crossed and I often feel like I'm in that position I mean particularly with some of the things that I'm finding myself involved in at the moment um, in just supporting the work that we're doing in Barking and Dagenham sometimes I find myself in meetings and I think I have no idea what I'm going to say here but I know that God over the years that God has shown me ways of doing things and I need to be saying what those things are and so there are times when I say to God okay God I need to swim in this water can you help me and he does or maybe I think I just haven't got anything to give I think often we can fall into comparing ourselves with others I can easily disqualify myself because I think I'm not as talented as someone else. But 1 Corinthians 12 tells us that we're a body and God wants us all to function as we're designed to. I'm not meant to be the same as someone else. If God's called me to, an, to be an eye, I don't want to try and be an arm. So, you know, we just need to recognise that we've all got a part to play. Um, and I was talking to Elspeth about this. Um, I just want her just to take a couple of minutes to share um, just her testimony, really, on how God helped her. So, Elspeth. Okay, so a few years ago, I um, was on the Do Loss programme and um, on one of the sessions, I was reading out the bit in Ephesians that talks about uh, to some it's given to be an apostle, some to be prophets, some to be an evangelist. 
And as I read it, it's like God just revealed something to me. And I realised that I didn't really know who I was. And um, it was a bit of a big question <laughs> that was suddenly in my mind. And um, I found myself in the vulnerable position of needing to confess that. And um, I confessed that need at the time. And despite it being quite a big thing, um, and somebody prayed for me and they identified some things in me, which was quite difficult to hear. But I guess I, it, it helped me to realise that sometimes I felt quite intimidated <clears throat> by particular people or, or particular situations. And so I would hold back on thoughts that I had that actually were mine to give into different things. And so I confessed again and, and asked again. And over time, God really released confidence in, in just, just confidence in him, in, in who I was, in him, that it wasn't about me. It was all about him, about who he'd made me to be. And I, I guess I became more fully me. Um, and so if you're listening to this message that, you know, Sally's bringing this morning, that you really fully glorify God when you're fully yourself and you might be sitting as I was at that point, thinking, I don't know who I am, or I'm not all that sure, you, you probably feel quite uncomfortable with this message. But I'd really encourage you that you need to confess your need, as I did, um, making myself quite vulnerable, and it was quite uncomfortable. And as Sally said, use the ministry time afterwards and ask God to release you and show you so that you can be more fully yourself. There was something that um, Matt Stanford just put in one of the WhatsApp groups that I'm in um, this morning. And it's, it said, may God's image in me be restored in the arms of God's infinite goodness. That's his desire that he, his image is restored in, in each of us. And so I would encourage you to respond. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Elspeth. Yeah, that's re that's really helpful. Um, just before I finish, there's just one more thing I want us to think about, and that it's a question really: How can we help one another to be fully who God has created us to be? Because you know we're not designed to be an island. As I said earlier, we're part of His body. So I want to be someone who loves and accepts others just as they are, and that's that's what God does. To, with me you know if I, like I said before if I if I don't do anything about glorifying him more doesn't change his love for me but if I'm really loving my brother and sister then I am going to want them to be all that God has called them to be so whilst I absolutely want to accept them as they are accept you as you are I also want you to be all that God's called you to be. So Hebrews 10, 24 says, let's consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And 2 Corinthians 3, 18 talks about us being transformed from one degree of glory to another. So I think with our current emphasis on supercharged friendships, it's a really great opportunity to be asking God to show us things in one another that we can help draw out and encourage. And also to say to our friends, what do you see in me that I'm not using to glorify him? Can you help me? Can we pray together? So I just, as we finish, I just really want us to 
be uh, determining together that we will spur each other on in order to become all that God has called us to be and to demonstrate his glory. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities, and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk, or Twitter at lifelineuk. Thank you.